I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Born in October 1955, both of his parents were educators. His father, a science professor, and his mother, a high school teacher. This instilled an appreciation of and a respect for education in him and his three siblings. But he wasn't content to just focus on academics. No, he loved sports too. As a matter of fact, in high school, he was on the basketball, football, and track teams. The crazy thing is, it was like he had the Midas touch. He dominated every activity he participated in. And one year, he was even elected as the student body president. He was a natural leader and went on to become an impressive quarterback. In 1973, he enrolled at the University of Minnesota on a full football scholarship, and he was voted the most valuable player in 1975 and 1976. Then he was awarded the Big Ten Medal of Honor, which recognizes one student athlete from the graduating class of each Big Ten member school for demonstrating both academic and athletic excellence. And in his four-year career, he excelled in the game. But here's what's surprising. He went undrafted in the 1977 NFL Draft. Eventually, he signed on as a free agent defensive back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he played special teams during his time there, once serving as the emergency quarterback in a game against the Houston Oilers when NFL great and now fellow commentator Terry Bradshaw went down with an injury. In 1978, he made it to the Super Bowl championship. Recognizing the rareness of this opportunity, he stepped up and led the team in interceptions. But there was trouble in paradise. In 1979, the Steelers traded him off to San Francisco, and he played there for one season before being traded again, this time to the New York Giants. And with the New York Giants, he made it to preseason But much to his disappointment, he was cut just before the regular season. And then, just like that Boys to Men song, it hit him. He had finally come to the end of the road. He announced his retirement from playing football and set his sights on his next adventure. And what an adventure it has been. He is the coach who's done it all with a number of firsts to his credit. Not only did he become the first African-American head football coach to win a Super Bowl, but he's also the first NFL coach to hand all 32 NFL teams an L. And he was the youngest ever assistant coach in the NFL history at the age of 25 and the youngest coordinator at the age of 28. 
The Indianapolis Star identified him as one of the most appealing celebrities to advertisers, ranking in at number 15 on a list with actors like Tom Hanks and Morgan Freeman. And he ranked second among sports figures just behind Hank Aaron. His story of leadership excellence is inspiring and his cool, calm demeanor is impressive. He is admired by people from all walks of life, not just because of what he's done, but because of how he's done it. And while it may seem that he's always had it all together, he would say, not so fast. Quoted as saying, it's the journey that matters. Learning is more important than the test. Practice well, and the games will take care of themselves. Who am I speaking of? The quintessential epitome of quiet strength, the man who put Jesus on display every single day, whether he's active on the football field, coaching from the sidelines, or commentating from the press box, Mr. Tony Dungy. He is one of the most inspirational people that I've never met, but hope to one day. Tony and his wife, Lauren, are the proud parents of seven children, two daughters, Tiara and Jade, and five sons, one of whom tragically committed suicide in 2005. While he's best known for football, Dungy is also a philanthropist that has dedicated his time and money to be a positive influence for others. At one point, he even considered leaving football for the prison ministry. He's been a public speaker for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Athletes in Action and has actively supported the Prison Crusade Ministry, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, the Boys and Girls Club, and the Basket of Hope, which puts smiles on the faces of little ones at the Riley Hospital for Children by delivering baskets full of crafts, games, and toys. And do you know what Tony Dungy has been doing since 2007? He's been publishing books because publishing books is the best way to build authority, become the go-to expert in your field. And it's one of the fastest ways to get clients and grow ministries consistently. And you will soon learn from Dungy's story that it's one of the best ways to elevate your personal brand and expand your reach all for God's glory. His first book, Quiet Strength, the Principles, Practices, and Priorities of a Winning Life, his memoir, reached the number one status on the New York Times bestseller, Forget This, 32 Weeks, and was the first ever NFL-related book to be ranked number one. Interestingly enough, writing a book wasn't something that Tony Dungy saw coming. In fact, he openly shared it's not something I ever really thought about doing. I've had several people ask me about it for a number of years and several people asked about it after winning the Super Bowl. I was hoping really not to do it. I think it becomes kind of what happens. You win a Super Bowl, you have a big achievement and you write a book. And I didn't want to be one of those guys, but a lot of people thought it was the right time. And it did turn out to be that. I think people were looking for something positive to read, and we had a lot of negative in the sports world. I think it just came out at the right time. Maybe the Lord's timing was good. Indeed, his timing was good, and it was just the beginning. 
In 2008, he released a children's picture book called You Can Do It with Little Simon Inspirations and once again hit the number one status on the New York Times bestseller list. In 2009, Dungey released Uncommon, Finding Your Path to Significance, a book that is all about breaking down what it takes to be a man of significance. This time, he hit the number two status on the New York Times bestseller list and held on to that spot in the top 10 for nine straight weeks. The follow-up, The Mentor Leader, was released just one year later in 2010. It debuted at the number two position on the New York Times bestseller list. And this time, Tony dominated the top 10 for five weeks. In 2011, he switched things up and authored his second children's book with his wife, Lauren, You Can Be a Friend. And this book taught children the principles demonstrated in Proverbs 18.24. A man or a child in this instance who has friends must show himself friendly. The Soul of a Team, co-written with Nathan Whitaker, was released in 2019 and makes the case that what separates truly great teams from the mediocre ones is soul. He never saw this author career coming, but it did. And it turned out to be so rewarding. At one point, he even said that he enjoyed more satisfaction from the success of Quiet Strength than his Super Bowl win. Why? Because of the impact that it had on people. He said, I've gotten so many calls and letters from people saying that they really got something out of it, that something helped them. Yes, Tony, there is power, not just in your presence and your leadership skills, but in your words. You are indeed changing the world one word at a time. All right, family, let's unpack some takeaways. By now, you are probably noticing a trend. Every author that we featured in the first five installments of this series has faced their share of disappointment delay, detours, and sometimes flat-out denial. Tony's journey was no different. First, despite his amazing high school football highlight reel, he was shut out in the 1977 draft. Then after finally signing as a free agent with the Steelers, he was traded multiple times. So he decided to retire after just a few seasons. Now, I don't know Dungy personally yet, but I think it's pretty safe to say that no athletes in, enters the NFL thinking that they will be done in three years. Most hope to enjoy a long, illustrious career. That just wasn't God's plan for Tony, so he had to pick up the pieces and move on. But sometimes, family, having to move on is one of the best things that could ever happen. You see, right after his retirement in 1980, his NFL experience gained, gained him the position of assistant head coach at his alma mater, the University of Minnesota. And one year later, he was back in the NFL, this time as an assistant coach for, get this, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the same team that traded him just two years earlier. And it was then that he created NFL history by becoming the youngest assistant coach. From there, he went on to become the defensive backfield coach and then the defensive coordinator. And when his time with the Steelers ended in 1988, he packed his bags and headed to Kansas City. There he became the defensive backs coach. 
1992, he was defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, and his defense was ranked first in the NFL. Fast forward to 1996, Tony finally realizes his dream by becoming the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fast forward again to 2002, and now Tony is the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And just five years later, he led the Colts to a Super Bowl victory, defeating the Chicago Bears 29 to 17. What are we to take from all of this? Well, I say that sometimes success requires a shift. Success isn't always a linear journey. Sometimes it requires a shift in perspective or a change in course altogether. As Christian authors, this can especially be true. To experience sustained success, we often need to learn to let go of what is comfortable and familiar and embrace new opportunities and challenges. If we're open to growth and willing to take risks, God will undoubtedly use us for his glory. So if you're feeling stuck or frustrated with your writing career, remember that it's never too late to make a change. The possibilities are endless when we put our trust in him. So I challenge you, ask him to open your eyes and show you what, if anything, needs to shift. Second, with God, all things are possible, but possible doesn't mean easy. When Tony realized his dream of becoming head coach, the dream was riddled with complexities. The Buccaneers were the underdogs of the NFL. Their record prior to Dungy stepping up was mediocre at best, but he was confident in the God he served. And the more that he sought God and mentored the team, the more they steadily moved up the ranks, obtaining victory after victory. In 1997, the team finished second in the NFC Central Division, and they made the playoffs in 1999, 2000, and 2001. And amazing, and as amazing as that was, Tony's Bucks kept losing in the playoffs. So he was fired in 2001. Sure, that led him to the Colts in 2002, the team that he took to the Super Bowl. But don't miss that he had to put in the work day in and day out five years before that happened. The team that he inherited in 2002 was great on offense, but stunk up the place on defense. He had his work cut out for him. And even after training the team on defensive strategy, the the team still lost their postseason games in 2003 and 2004. Somehow, some way, he managed to secure a three-year contract extension in 2005. And it looked like it was going to pay off because the Colts started the next season winning 13 straight games. As an avid football fan, I can still remember that time. They were so hot, I just knew that that was going to be their year. However, the fairy tale quickly started to turn into a nightmare when they lost all the subsequent games and became the first team to start a season 13-0 to not reach the Super Bowl. Not exactly the stat that Tony and team were looking to accomplish, but they persevered. And on February 7th, 2007, they were rewarded with those Super Bowl rings. 
Christian authors, like great football teams, we all have a common goal. Our goal is to write great books and reach people for Christ. But what is the pathway to success? Is it paved with ease and comfort, or is it fraught with complexity and opposition? The journey to success in writing seems straightforward on the surface. Write a great book, get it published, and enjoy fame and fortune. However, many of you know that nothing could be further from the truth. Publishing is a complex industry, and whether you go the traditional route or self-publish, the competition for the customer's attention is fierce. If you want to make it as an author, you need to be prepared for the long haul. And as you journey on that long road, expect challenges and blessings along the way. Let's also remember that God himself is our ultimate success story. He desires that each one of us reach our full potential in him. So let's commit to persevere through whatever lies ahead. Lastly, Tony reminds us that saying yes to the call to write could be life-changing for those we are called to serve and for us. It may be hard to believe that one yes could open up the possibility of becoming the voice for others, sharing our stories, and helping others find their own voice. But when we say yes to becoming an author, we are saying yes to the chance to make a difference in the world. And that one yes has opened many doors for Tony Dungy to speak at events and on podcasts. Since his first book, Quiet Strength, was released, he's literally been on hundreds of podcast shows, from Max Lucado's Encouraging Word podcast to Sarah Young's Jesus Calling to He Read, She Read, a podcast that ranks in the top 1% in the world, hosted by a couple of self, self-proclaimed married bookworms that discusses what they're reading and learning, an opportunity that is only available to published authors. Think about how many lives have now been impacted by Dungy's God-given message that wouldn't have heard it otherwise. Tony gets it. He knows that every day people tune in to podcasts to get a dose of inspiration, to escape daily life, and to educate themselves on topics that they are interested in or unsure about. When you're a podcast guest, you have the opportunity to get your name and your message in front of an audience that is loyal to the influencer that they are following. So all you have to do is find podcasts where your ideal audience is similar to the host. And as Robert Garish once said, you just need one person to listen, get your message, and pass it on to someone else. And you've instantly doubled your audience. Now, if doubling your audience sounds good to you, but you don't know where to start, we've got you covered. I cover all of that and more in part six of the eight things every Christian author should do. And you can find that training in the Christian Authors Network community. Be sure to check out the show notes of this episode for a link to that free training so that you can get started today. Then join us next week for part seven of eight things every Christian author should do. God bless. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets. 
where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.